And this is Cornell Beard of Underrepresented, the podcast about design and culture, with our special guest today, Mr. Trevon Sellers. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate you guys. Yeah, most definitely. So, before we can dive into your background, um, check us out on Instagram at under underscore represented. Um, check us out on Spotify, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all the major streaming platforms. Um, if you rock with us, leave us a review. Drop that young five star for this team. Um, yeah, and I guess the first question, as we do always, is what y'all been listening to. Want start with you, Calvin? Um, I've been listening to Black is King. My wife been on that heavy, so yeah, just a lot of those visuals, a lot of that soundtrack going up. So that's what's been going on in my house and surround sound twenty four seven. That Black is King. Oh yeah, what you been on? Um, for myself, I've been listening to uh, some old Les tapes. Um, here's this one called Dreamcast, I believe. That's from two thousand and fifteen. Um, it's like the whole like currency uh, jet life vibe, you know. Um, but other than that, it's my Patrice Russian. Um, so you know, I always got the little old school stuff I'll be going through, you know. Um, but that's because of that movie with uh, Nia Long and um, Omar Epps. Um, oh, and Fatal Affair. Yeah, Fatal Affair, that one. <laughs> and they got that, you know, Forget Me Nots is playing in that movie like oh, continuously. Okay. Yeah, there we and go. And so I've been kind of like on that little vibe lately, so. Uh, what about for you, Trevon? Man, I'm actually, man, I listen to a lot of stuff, but I've been actually listening to my homie, uh, Raji the One. Um, right. I would recommend people to tune into him. He's kind of like a hybrid artist, uh, like he's right. singing and rapping. So, yeah. I've been tuning into his music a little bit. Yeah, yeah. most definitely. Actually, there's another one out here locally I've been rocking with lately. His name's uh, uh, Corleone Banks. I don't know. Oh, okay. and that's the same wave, like the like, uh, Jet Light vibes, you know? Yeah. Um, he got this one song called. Um, uh, game and it's like stupid raw, bro. Okay. Yeah, check it out though. But yeah, I guess the pressing question that everybody at home is thinking right now, or if they're at work and they're doing whatever right now, is who is Trevon Sellers and what does this man do? Right. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Trevon. Okay, so <laughs> all right, man, I'm on the hot seat. So uh, once again, my name is Trevon Sellers. Um, I I, I kind of wear a couple of different hats. Um, primarily, I think of myself as a digital strategist and a graphic designer. Um, so, uh, basically I, I work doing freelance, uh, as a graphic designer and as, as a web designer as well. Um, full time, I work in a digital marketing type of role, uh, for Hamlin University, which is a private liberal arts college here in the Twin Cities. So it's yeah. a little intro to what I, yeah, you know, nah, what I do. Yeah. I think you said it, um, you hit it right on the head is, um, you wear a lot of hats, you know, yeah. it's actually why you're here today. So our whole conversation <laughs> today is about freelance. Right. And I mean, if you think of a freelancer, you, I mean, you got to think of Trevon. This man, he, you know, he do it all from, uh, digital design, photography, digital strategy, UX, product design. Um, yeah, it's actually really inspir- inspiring. Actually, when I was going about making my website um, two years ago, I say two years ago, I was actually peeping your website and like kind of really? trying to get like inspiration uh, from yeah, it. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah um, businessman in uh, in, um, in the flesh here. Yeah. So yeah, that that's a great intro. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> so why freelance? How'd you get into freelance? Um. So you know, I actually have a story of how I got into freelance. Um. It was not too long after I graduated college. Um. And and, and I should start with saying, in college, I was fortunate to have five internships. Um. Before I graduated, which really allowed me to kind of play the field and, and figure out what I liked and maybe what I didn't. Yeah. Um. And it dawned on me after graduating college. Um that I was still um, kind of struggling to figure out what direction I wanted to go in. Um, after graduating from college, I uh, moved to Las Vegas. 
That was uh, that was an interesting move for me because yeah. I didn't have any connections there. It was a new market, and um, yeah, so I, I ended up landing a job in entertainment. Uh, it was an entertainment booking company, so basically they provided like a lot of talent and entertainment for like all the casinos and all yeah. the venues. Okay. Um, I was there for about seven, eight months, and uh, actually I let go. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what led me to freelance, okay, and it yeah. was kind of like, they oh, let man. You free. <laughs> yeah, they, they let me free, and, and I was like, man, there's got to be a way. you know. But I still had a gym membership, so I, would, I remember going to the Las Vegas Athletic Center, and um, I would see guys there, yeah. and they're pulling up in all these like you know different types of cars. And I was yeah. like, man, what what, what do you do, and how yeah. are you here at like yeah. one p.m. on you know you know eleven a.m. on yeah. Tuesday? And they're like, oh, you know, I work for myself. So yeah. it, it, be, it okay. began get planting the seed of yeah. like, well, what what is it that I do or that I that I know um, that I can offer for money? Yeah. And at that time, I had I had some designing experience, uh, but I, I didn't go to school for design, so. I was thinking about it like I had friends that were doing events or that that had uh, products or services yeah. that they that they were starting up. So I started doing free stuff. Literally yeah. started free lancing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. That was my intro <laughs> to it. Uh, Do you remember like one of your your first projects that you did that you were kind of like really struggling on oh, Illustrator man. or Photoshop, whatever you're doing? And like, let's see. I mean, I was struggling everything. Yeah, honestly, everything. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was struggling on everything. And you know, it was it was at that time it was to a point where people would ask me like, "Hey, I know you." you kind of do some design, right? And, and can you do this for me? At the time, I was, yeah. I couldn't do it, but I would say yes. Yeah, and that was, yeah, yeah, so it was like, I was putting myself in positions where I was on Google and I was yeah. on YouTube trying to figure out how to do stuff. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm in those late nights. I still got them late nights, you know? So you made everything a yes then when you were kind of learning, I guess, getting into freelance then. Yup, yup. So, I wasn't turning down very much, but okay. I wasn't, to be honest, I wasn't getting that much either. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was, and then it was just kind of being fearless um, of, of reaching out to people and asking, hey, do you, do you need any, like, design, like, or, yeah. like, I noticed you, you you tend to post something that isn't that good looking, like, okay. hey, I can work on it, you think, <laughs> you, you think, you think, I, I, you know, you can give me a shot, and I was doing a lot of free work, so, um, yeah, it, it was worth it, and uh, then, I guess, the gap was like how do I start making money right. so that was, that's a whole other question yeah that's actually the big question is um, as far as like you know as a freelancer um, I mean your business resides like solely on your shoulders you know right. um, it's up to you like you know how much you want to charge it's up to you you know whether to accept clients or deny clients or whatever reasons you have so it's like how do you go about you know as far as defining what the, the dollar amount you would have to charge your clients yeah, that's a great question, and, and for any freelancers out there, I know this is a topic. This is a huge topic of how do you price yourself. Yeah. Um, and I remember early on, I was pricing things very, very cheap, just yeah. very like you know, I was happy to make twenty dollars. Yeah, you know, almost fifty dollars was, oh, was, was was plenty for for yeah. me. Yeah. Was that uh, intentional? Were you trying to, I guess, get the experience, kind of get the exposure, get your name right. out there, or was okay? That's right, and I think that was a maybe a mechanism of just. I need the experience. I, I don't. I don't have the right to charge these people. Yeah. I don't even. I'm not that seasoned. I, I. You know. I haven't even mastered this or let alone yeah. done it. I have no portfolio. So. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know. Let me charge whatever. You know. Whatever they're willing to pay. If they're yeah. Pay me thirty dollars. Hey. I can't, yeah. Can't. You know. Okay. Debunk that. So. Give me a snack. But I guess to to fully answer the question though, yeah. I think um, I realized slowly realized. Um, well, it, it just happens 
that I just doubled my prices at the okay. beginning hey. of this year. Yeah, I love to hear it. I doubled my prices. Hey, this black man. <laughs> yeah, I doubled my prices, then I doubled them again. Yeah, and, it, uh, and all, all this year. Uh, well. This year I doubled them again, so this was the second double. Okay. Yeah. Last year I believe, um, late last year I doubled my prices as a way of uh, re- realizing my uh, yeah, value, my value, and okay. that I was I was highly sought out. So the way I I recommend freelancers to price themselves is one based on hours that you you're putting in. Yeah. Um. That that's one way to do it. Um, also, um, competitive analysis, like who are other people in your market that do what you do and yeah. what are they charging? Are they, are they, uh, are their prices visible? And if they are, that'd be a good way to figure out where you should come in at. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, those are, those are like ways that I've kind of looked yeah. into it. Um, but then I guess the, your, your guys' questions are probably going to be, well, why did you double your prices? And then why did you double them again? My thing more about the, um, when you did double your prices, did, was that kind of built on that platform? You said of kind of doing that research, kind of seeing what was out there, or you kind of just felt like now that my value's there, so I need to kind of up my price also? I'll be honest. Um, I, had a, I had a client um, that was paying me to build a website. And actually, I did a whole brand uh, development for them. So I started with a logo and, and, and ended up building a website and yeah. all of their marketing material. Okay. And... You know, when I when we had our consultation and I was telling her some of my pricing and my process, she said, "Oh, that's it, yeah, right?" And okay. I was I was starting okay. to hear that over. I was starting to hear that over and Spoke over again. Soon, yeah. And um, so it was one the, the way people were discovering me. It started being uh, less less word of mouth and more organic search. Like, yeah, yeah I found you on Google, yeah. or you know, I was looking for a graphic designer and I stumbled across your website. I was like, okay, yeah. well, that's showing me that wow, I must." somebody that's yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's that that, that's um being taken serious as as an expert in this lane um and also um yeah people were saying oh that's all you charge Uh, and then this particular client uh she showed me my value just like straight that can be yeah she said i'm gonna pay you more i'm gonna pay you 300 extra dollars because this work this work is just amazing and you yeah you outdid yourself and that opened my eyes to I'm leaving money on the table, yeah, because I'm underpricing myself to to the pockets that I have, yeah. Right? Right. And it, that that was a switch. It was like you know, I need to make money because I'm spending hours doing this, mm-hmm. and um, I'm 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 not getting that much sleep. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. And I think like so. Um, another question is like, how does one know that they're seasoned? You know, like when do you feel like you can actually make that switch from you know doing like free work right. or cheap work and saying you know what like this logo is actually worth you know. A thousand or two thousand right. or five grand, you know, it's like a video game level up, and you like get the mushroom. Yeah, and you, <laughs> way, you know, I think, man, it, I think it was just uh, that these are great questions. These are great yeah. questions because, yeah, it's like one day do you just wake up and double your prizes? Is that how it works? And I would say, I would argue, yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's a feeling that you have as a creator that you just know. Um, I, you know, the best way I can explain it actually is. The fact that this device that I'm holding in my hand, the iPhone, it goes up. The, the value goes up every year. And yeah. some, someone once told me it's, it's, it's only expensive until somebody buys it. Right? There you go. So, yeah. So, it, yeah this, this phone is almost, you can buy a laptop yeah. almost for you know an $800 phone or something like that or a TV. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, is it expensive? But how many people have iPhones, right? right. So, you yeah. got to really think about mm, okay. it in, in a sense of... People are gonna pay for it. Yeah. Now you need to, and that's what it, I took. The transition for me was I basically I realized my clientele 
at that time was people that didn't have money. Yeah. For the most that part. part. I <laughs> wanted to move to a space where I was getting higher paying clients and more like serious business owners. So yeah. that was the big shift. And just my clientele, I started declining people that, you know, didn't yeah. have a budget. Yeah, and I think the big thing with all of this is is um understand like what you uh, what your value is as a designer yeah. and as a creative and what you give to a business right. that like you don't give them a logo that they use for today you give them a toolkit that they're going to use for the hopefully the duration of their business yeah, sure. and that's going to bring them you know hundreds of dollars tens of thousands of dollars yeah, millions right. of dollars yeah. and like that's the thing that I feel like that made my switch you know like okay. Okay. whatever I'm doing right now for this business it's really bringing them more business yeah, like yeah. they can use this whether that's social media or vehicle yeah, advertising yeah. or even if that's just like logos on shirts you know yeah. like that Adidas logo like even the whole like the yeah. Nike thing that they say like you know they paid the Nike designer a couple hundred dollars oh, yeah. um, and that was like how they paid her yeah. and like that swoosh is that's eternal like that's that's gonna live on for the most iconic mark yeah, in society, you know, everybody recognizes like, yeah. and the marks that you make as a designer right now, like, have that very same potential, yeah. depending on like that business owner and like what they intend to do with it. Right. That's yeah, that's true, and I'm I'm actually glad you brought that up, Cornell. And you know, people have challenged me. And yeah. As a freelancer, you will be challenged by clients okay. and, and, right, and regularly. And, yeah, and not even people that are your clients yet, but people who are prospective clients, right? Yeah, and they'll say, "Well, why is it so much?" Yeah. Right, and and I remember having a lot of conversations about like this this very subject yeah. of, well, I'm helping you create something that's going to live on and make you potentially like thousands of dollars. Right? Yeah, and um, I think yeah, it's just from a business owner standpoint of like, well, I guess I should say, the the clientele that I have, not everybody sees themselves as investing into yeah. something that is going to make them money. They see it as spending, like as yeah. an expense, right? Yeah. So that's okay. That's the challenge. It seems you got, and that's the perfect client is somebody yeah. that sees it as an investment. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like that. They see it as investment. Yeah. yeah, that's really good. Um, how did you go about that shifting? You say kind of shifted your clientele from those non-paying or kind of lower-paying gigs to more kind of seasoned, larger kind of businesses. Then? Um. You know, I think I, I, I kind of like um, fell into like they were coming. They were knocking on my door. Yeah. And I, I didn't at that point, I think when I, like, I'm trying to remember the first like big business or like the, the bigger scale business yeah. I got. I don't remember who it is right now, but um, I was I was shocked. It shocked yeah. me because, um, yeah, it was like, wow, I've been working with like entrepreneurs and solopreneurs. Yeah. And the fact that they, they're knocking on my door means that there's probably other businesses I can work with. Yeah. And they, these entrepreneurs are giving me headaches. They're with the text backs, they're yeah. the hand holding, right? And uh, you know, um, yeah, just the amount of provisions that I'm I'm giving them. So, yeah, I just I just built. I really did a lot of research um, of what other designers were doing that yeah. were above me in terms of like the scale. And I put it on my. I changed the copy on my website. I changed my prices accordingly to, yeah. to try, fake it till you make it, right? Yeah. And, and to look bigger and to uh, think bigger and to really try to offer something more robust and, yeah and it works it, it, it yeah. works you know well i think that's the thing i think that you've done a great job at is um help people understand that what they're buying is not a logo you know yeah that yeah. you use the word branding so frequently that like you're building essentially like a life that is going to go on and live in this yeah, world you yeah, know yeah. that it's not that like you're just going to give them this mark and say here's this you know conceptually based mark that you can put on your business cards your right. t-shirts or everything and go live free in this world yeah, like yeah. you provide like a coaching service that goes along with yeah. that and i think that really helps um identify that value 
Yep, yep. And yeah, to that point, I'll speak. Um, yeah, that was actually the big shift too. I think when you asked the question of, uh, well, how did you, how did you start working with bigger businesses? My mindset of like being a graphic designer or being a, someone who designs things, yeah. I guess it shifted to being a strategist. Yeah, I remember okay. like not really understanding what a strategist was or like what a strategist yeah. did, but it's somebody that thinks bigger about um, something and you don't think one dimensional, you're thinking three dimensional or, or yeah, tenfold. Yeah, yeah. So, and I started thinking like, I have this lens, like I'm a digital marketer. I've yeah. done social media campaigns. I've done email marketing. Yeah. I've, I've touched everything else. Why wouldn't I be uh, strategized with these people uh, beyond their logo and yeah. to think, you know, of them as serious business owners uh, well into the future. So I started thinking like that, and that's the, the bigger clients that started coming. Okay. Did you use those same tactics for yourself then? Were you also kind of promoting yourself, like SEO and kind of things like that, and digital marketing yourself to also kind of grow your own initiatives? Yeah, I remember like early on in my freelance career, I was I was I, I don't know who I thought I was because I tried yeah. to build a whole email campaign. Okay. Like, I, was, I was really trying to like put it. I, I had Facebook uh, paid ads. Like I okay. was yeah, I was I was investing early. Yeah. But the only problem early on, this was like year two of me yeah. doing it. I've been doing this like for like six years now. Okay, but at year two, I didn't have the portfolio like i'm running these ads but when people are landing on my site they're like what is this you know i don't expect i don't want to go with this guy so yeah i think i've have i've luckily fortunately i've been doing i've been getting organic stuff lately but yeah to your point yeah i I did try a lot of the tactics on myself um and yeah you know it's hit or miss but fortunate today is i'm 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 going strong with the word of mouth yeah um yeah, I think that's the biggest tool that, um, as any um, business owner can have, is word of mouth, you know? Um, do good work and do it consistently, and your business will continue to sell itself. Yeah, that's like that's the strongest word for any freelancer that's tuned into this or any freelancer that I come in contact with. Uh, consistency is key. Yeah. Um, you don't really want to be dormant for too long. People will forget about you. or There's yeah. somebody else grinding and working hard, so... Um, yeah, that's always kind of been my uh, thing to keep me afloat, man. I, yeah. I work. I put the work in um, outside of my full time. And uh, I'm fortunate enough to uh, check boxes and, and get stuff completed. So, yeah, it's just, yeah, it keeps it keeps things looking good. Yeah. And I guess the caveat off of that, and I think something you do really well is stay invisible. Um, yeah. I think a lot of times as uh, creatives, as designers, we like to sit behind the scenes and like just turn yeah. work out sometimes. <laughs> um, and I feel like when you are a business owner, you have to be visible. You know, you have right. to, you know, be the face of your own yeah. brand and continuously put that work out into the world. And, yeah. You know, like, I think there hasn't been a day that's gone by where I haven't, like, seen all my stories on IG <laughs> that, like, you've, like, you shows me your work, you know, um, which is, I think, great to see. Talk about some of that. What do you do to kind of stay visible then? Um, so, you know, I, I actually, a lot of uh, my friends who aren't designers, um, they support me. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm blessed for that because that's the grind of a freelancer is, like, Will your friends support you? Will they purchase stuff, <laughs> yeah. or will they recommend you? So I, I've I've had that, and a lot of their feedback has been, you know, I'd like to see the behind the scenes. Like, let's you, you always post like the end logo, yeah, right, or the end website, but that process. so yeah. So I started thinking that's you know I'm a lot of times I'm in front of my laptop, yeah, and you know pretty much from at the time I close out of work at five p.m. through all the way to like midnight or one a.m. So I'm like, well. 
I need to post some of this behind the right. scenes of the yeah. of me developing logos. And then, um, I started doing. I use Instagram strongly. That's that's kind of the number one platform for my brand because okay. yeah. it's so visual, right? Yeah. And I'm able to connect with people. So I, I took advantage of what is it like the stickers where you can have people like uh, comment like the slider, you know, if it's hot or not. Oh yeah. Okay. So people comment on my work as I'm going through it, and I test it out on on my followers, and I get a lot of feedback. And that yeah. is, I found out that is high engaging, and people always uh, kind of submit their commentary whether it's asked for or not (laughs) now so that's the problem but yeah i i I, um yeah i put a lot of content out even uh, i think that was a huge shift too of just showing people what i'm up to yeah even with with no completed like uh case study or something else so it, it, it shows people that i'm working and then, so as far as um, Trevon Sellers' brand as a freelance designer, or um, how do you envision that in the future? You know, like five years from now, do you feel like that's a seller studio? Do you feel like that's a, what are you thinking? Yeah, so, man, you put me on the spot, but uh, <laughs> no. I see, bro. I see. <laughs> now, this is a great question. I think for any freelancer, um, you know, it, be, it is a grind, and it's something that, obviously, if you're a freelancer, you're passionate about it. And um, so, so for me, um, a five-year out, uh, thought for, for my brand I would love to turn I would love to scale I've actually I've hired interns um, yeah okay I feared the growth period though just because yeah. um, trusting other people to do mm. tasteful work or, yeah. or to be as thorough as, as me because my yeah. name's on on the business has been my issue but so five years from now man I'm hoping to scale this uh, into a multidisciplinary type yeah. of studio um I've, I've thought of like building a small agency you know yeah where we're taking on um you know big brands and clients like that so yeah um hopeful and uh yeah that's that's the direction yeah i think it's yeah, going st- up sticking to that grind <laughs> yeah right. it's going up has it been tough kind of letting go of some of that ownership you said you hiring interns has that been a tough kind of process going to move through absolutely okay and, and maybe that's just by the nature of who i am yeah uh, but I, you know i think with design it's subjective like good versus bad right right um and but i but i think arguably the clients that i get they hire me because they love my work right um so i've had a i've had an issue well I'll, I'll just put it out here. Okay. Okay. There's some weak designers out here. There's all some right? weak designers. <laughs> hey, shots fired. He said it. He yeah. said it. And, and 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 that's really you know I I think it's not to come from a space of a superiority or yeah. cockiness, but I, I think I've, I've I've cleaned things up yeah. that other designers have done, whether they've been in like the Minnesota market or not, but. Um, a lot of people go to Fiverr and then end up with me, right? Yeah, so it's, it's, no, like, that's a real thing too. That's you know, where the majority of my freelance clients came from. Yeah, okay. so it's like having bad marks, having like, a bad, uh, you know, interaction. So uh, that that's just a thing in any industry. You know, there's going to be people that, um, you know, people pay cheap and, and they get what they paid for. So yeah, I I I recognize that. But then the I've had some interns and I've had some collaborations and um, I wasn't too pleased with the the work that. I, yeah. I assigned them or delegated them to do. Um, so, you know, that one bad apple sport can spoil it sometimes, and that's kind of how it's been for me. Yeah. But uh, I'm hopeful to find a, a, a dope team of, yeah. uh, of people that are hungry, um, that, that that are um, eager to take stuff on, that are grinders and stuff like that. So if you're listening right now, you're a designer. Hit me up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that there's also a thing is that um, – Freelance design is a strange industry because, like, you can be like yourself where your yeah. focus is on small businesses and entrepreneurs that want to build brands. But you also have, like, 
freelancers that we hire from my job, which is a lot of times like um, like cookie cutter work, where it's just mm-hmm. like we have too much work right now. We just need you to like you know either come in and set type you know for the next week, or mm-hmm. come in and you know add this mark here on all these different things and make sure it follows brand guidelines and stuff like right. that. So I think that. Um, as a freelancer, like, you have those opportunities, like what you want to do. Yeah. Um, and I think not everyone needs to have the idea of like wanting to grow an actual yeah. full on business. And now some people, you know, do 20, 30, 40 years right, right. as a freelancer, um, right. working with uh, either agencies or in-house at certain studios. Yeah, I did that for a year. I, it was like half and half. So I would work yeah. in a, I would go to downtown working studios, doing stuff. Then I would do some stuff at home by myself whenever okay. I had the time. So. It was like you said. It's a grind. It's a grind. I, I, I wasn't built for for more than yeah. a year myself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, going in in studio, you get you get a, a bunch of different experiences. Kind of here's this how this uh, design firm does stuff. This how yeah. this studio does stuff. Right. So it is a cool experience. Yeah. To kind of uh, like you said, look behind the scenes at yep. how other people are doing some stuff and kind of seeing picking up some tr- tips and tricks from other people. But like I said, it's a grind. Like I said, and it's that's my thing too. I felt like when I was doing it, I kind of felt isolated. Yeah. Um, do you ever get that kind of feeling of you are kind of alone? Like you said, I know you're sharing some stuff now on IG, but I yeah. felt like like I had to go get back into the real world. Like I'm like I'm sitting in my basement. I feel like I don't think I've st- spoken for like eight hours. So. <laughs> so. <laughs> lips stuck together. Yeah, yeah. no, I, yeah, I definitely feel that. I mean, um, I you know this like whole notion of like mental health is a thing and, and work life balance. Yeah. But I am actually crazy. I I am like I think like Will Smith talks about it. Like yeah. he's like, if I'm on a treadmill and you're on a treadmill, I know two things. I'm gonna you're getting off first, yeah. and I'm literally <laughs> gonna die. <Yeah. laughs> so I kind of have the mentality, man. I, that, my mentality is just grind, okay, and, yeah. and work, and I don't mind being isolated. Okay. Um, can I add to this here? Yeah. yeah, so I guess think um thinking about yourself, speaking to that that uh, young person right now that's, you know, deep in their design grind right now, whether that's in school or on YouTube or Skillshare, and they're thinking, like, whether I should go work at an ad agency or in-house at wherever or be a freelance designer. Like, what's the hustle that you need to have to be a freelance designer or a freelance whatever, you know, like... Because, you, you know, your business isn't going to wake you up to get you out there and get this right. work done. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great question, and I think, um, you know, I one I think one day it, was, it must have been recently, like within the last six months. Yeah, I was I was writing down everything that I do. Like I'm I do business new business development, so I'm I'm trying to like get set up consultations. So you're you're trying to acquire uh, clients, uh, you're emailing clients back and forth, you're doing the designings. Uh, uh, doing the mock-ups, doing the presentations, yeah. you're doing client calls, so you're, you're kind of touching everything. Yeah, you know, like you're doing the project business, management. You know, <laughs> you know? so um, yeah, it could be tiresome. Um, but yeah, that's the kind of grind that I think, and especially specifically, uh, graphic design freelancers needs to have. They need to realize that this isn't. You're not just making things look pretty, but you're also talking numbers. Um, you know, you're invoicing people, right? Mm, you got to get yeah. comfortable talking about money. You got to set up a system yeah. um, and have a personal process where a company's not telling you what to do every week. Yeah. Um, you know, whether that's project management or um, how do you, how do you communicate with your clients all the way to like, how, how are you invoicing your clients? Right. I mean, yeah. I, it, that, that is all learned. And I think, um, yeah, it really takes somebody that is, isn't just like a designer, but is yeah. a business thinker to, to really scale. Yeah. That was my problem too. I was, 
I was I say a solid creative director and designer. <laughs> um but the invoicing, yeah, the new no, client no pictures, like I said, I'm like, um, yeah. like I said, I owed a, I got done with that year, so I made a lot of money, but I didn't pay any taxes, yeah. so I owed a lot of money then too. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I was like, I, said, I wasn't built so for the Sam other came side knocking. of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I said, Doctor Buchanan, we all did all that. <laughs> the creative director side, the designer side, like you said, yeah. you wear a lot of hats, yeah, yeah. and like I said, I wasn't, I was wearing one hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that could tire you out, and uh, yeah, fortunately, man, I've I've learned I've learned as learned as you go, and uh, there was like I remember when I didn't even know how to what's an invoice, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, and then and then oh, contracts are a whole yeah. different thing. And I remember I uh, didn't have a contract, but a client they asked like, oh, yeah. do you like can you send me the contract? So, oh, so you, you know, I'm on yeah, I'm on Google, right? And I'm on Design YouTube. Contract. And, right. You know, they, but and that's the thing, as a yeah. as a designer, you gotta uh, or as a freelancer I should say, you gotta have the curiosity to see a gap and then go get yeah. it. You gotta go attack mm-hmm. it really quick. Um and, and that's kind of the type of uh the fierceness you gotta have and the toughness. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess, you know, as you know, this is a, a podcast that's hosted by black creatives yeah. for black creatives. Um, have you feel like, um, how do you feel as a black freelance designer here in Minnesota? And do you feel like that sometimes, like, inhibits you from actually acquiring certain work? Or do you feel like it's pigeonholed you into doing, like, a certain type of work? That's a great question. And I've I have thought about this um, prior to you asking, as yeah. you probably can imagine, being uh, black first, you know, um, and, and also having the title of a designer, um, those paired together, I think what I realized, the, the clientele that I've been getting in the six years that I've been freelancing has been primarily black or, yeah. or people of color. Oh, that's dope. Um, so I self-titled myself the black designer. Yeah. I, I, the I black literally designer. was like, yeah. I'm the black designer. Yeah. I, and out of like the hundreds of people that I've worked with, a hundred plus people I've worked with, um, I've heard stories um, of well, we don't we don't know where to find designers. This is like pre Fiverr, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> people didn't even know they thought they had to go through like some ad agency or something and like pay five thousand dollars to ten, yeah. you know ten or something like that. So I found out that I'm the black designer yeah. that that can that can fill this gap the and and do it for an affordable rate yeah. and and also have their back and have uh, their culture in mind of yeah. what they're trying to do and not break break their bank so yeah um yeah i'm the black designer i I feel um that that people will recommend or suggest if if somebody is looking yeah and you also (laughs) you said break the bank so i think a common um topic that we cover uh, here or even black people in general is um sometimes that when we think of like black people doing work people always want to devalue it somehow you know it's like oh like you know it shouldn't cost that much and they somehow associate that with like the color of your skin you know yeah right they're like trevon's a homie so we should be getting this for yeah let me get the homie price you know discount (laughs) i wanted to i wanted to rewind really quick because i think a part of your your last question was um do i feel that it limits me being the black designer and i wanted to say no yeah. I don't feel uh, limited. I've worked with people of all different races, all different, like even like on an age scale. Um, yeah. I've worked with like a 60-year-old lawyer, right? Yeah. A white, white lawyer, um, all the way to somebody who's like maybe like a local artist, like yeah. musician, and they're trying to like a black artist. So yeah, I, I've kind of worked in all spaces, but I, I find that... Um, I, I get tagged and shared like this word of mouth travels through the black spaces yeah. so yeah, I exactly. naturally get those um, but yeah I, I don't feel limited at all and um, yeah in that but yeah. so now, now to fast forward and go back to this question 
Um, what was it about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, as far as um, when we think of uh, like the uh, how homie discount, yeah, the homie yep, discount, yep, or okay. just associating like black work with like you know not as uh as valued work, right? And yeah, I think I struggled with that early on. So a, a tactic that I've I've used, and I know I've talked to other designers um, yeah. alike, and I put my prices out. I'm very transparent with my pricing, yeah, my okay. pricing model. For, for all the work I do. Yeah. You can go to my website um, and, and see my prices. Yeah. That, now that gives me the opportunity when people want the homie discount, I just send them the link. And, yeah. You know, oh, I, I, I like I, that. I, I like yeah, that. I, yeah. So I think, and a lot of people, they like to support me. So, but I guess at one point there was, there was a time where a lot of people reached out like, hey, I'm trying to do this thing. You, you got me, right? Yeah. And um, I think that's just expected. I, I, yeah. I, at first, I, well, maybe it is a black thing. Yeah. Know, it's like we're at the barbecue together. And, yeah, yeah. Right. And the next <laughs> thing on, you know, man. they're trying to. But I, I, yeah. I think um, no shame in their game because I, I, I really think about being a freelancer, a freelance designer as business. So. Even in business, people are going to try to nickel and dime you, right? Yeah. Like, you know, when, when you go to... Okay. You know, if you go to a, a, some sort of store or something, you'll see a, a shirt on the on on the rack or something for twenty nine ninety nine. You probably won't try to nickel and dime them because it's yeah. already set in stone. So that, that's yeah. the model I tried to uh, put in place. Yeah. Unless you in Chicago on Michigan <laughs> Ave. Yeah. On the south side, then I go in there and negotiate all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it, it 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 happens, but I I think the the strength of me doing it for so long for these six years, yeah, I've had I've I've grown the ability to say no, yeah, I'm not willing to do this, or I don't have the time or the uh, you know availability to take this on, yeah, especially for a, a discount, right? Um, so just being being real with yourself and with your people, if if they're friends or family, just yeah, just keeping it real is, saves a lot of time. Okay. I know that it's been, uh, like I said, this current climate, again, with all the, uh, everyone's kind of be super pro-black and support black creatives. Have you seen a tick up in some of your recent projects? Um, anything new coming your way? Recently? Double the price. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my tactic wasn't to double the price, but I, I there's absolutely been an uptick um, yeah. for me that this, it's like, I hate to say it, but like the, the, the COVID it, 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 it threw a couple of extra thousand in my account okay. you know, as of recently <laughs> yeah. with the clients uh, just pouring in. So, um, I, number one, it's, a lot of people are going digital. Yeah. Number two, mm, there there's, there's okay. this security uh, hyper awareness around like job security. So people yeah. are now kicking into gear. This thing that they wanted to start, this new yoga brand that they wanted to start, they're now yeah. pouring into it. And like the word I said earlier, they're investing. Yeah. People are finding that they should invest into themselves yeah. and into their ideas because they're being furloughed. Yeah. Their jobs are being eliminated. They're be, be, being cut. Um, so and they're and they're seeing opportunity. And with that opportunity, they 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 know that I'm somebody that that um, can help them generate income. So, yeah, um, yeah there's been an uptake in, in uh, clientele for sure. Now, do you have like a dream client that you want to work with? Like, what's your ideal client that you can continuously, you know, work with either weekly or? I don't know if I have a dream client, but ideally what, I, what I've been like moving toward as a freelancer yeah. is retainers. Like, how can yeah. I get monthly mm, okay. retainers? How can I, like, the number one thing for me is, like, okay, I built your website, now what, right? And, and the best way to, to do that as a freelancer is to offer, like, maintenance. Like, how can I maintain your website? 
how can I continuously update your website? And I, the way I explain it is kind of like insurance, like mm-hmm. for your car, like auto insurance, right? Like you're paying monthly, you know, in case you get an accident. Right? Yeah. So I, I, I try to offer that. And that's like my ideal situation as a yeah. freelancer is how can I lock myself in a situation where someone is paying me monthly yeah. to uh, upkeep, right? Um, or, or, yeah, to produce. Have your clients been seeing the value in that or at least you educating them as to kind of at least getting along with that idea of that? Yeah, and that's that's kind of coming with the shift of getting like higher paying clientele that, that have the budget to do so. Yeah. Um, so and and I think just having your your act together as, as a freelancer sometimes it, it it makes people sit up straight and 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 uh, I guess so I have like a contract um, up front so if we're building a website I'm walking into it already offering and kind of nudging at these packages that okay. will later come right yeah so it's kind of pushing sub services in in their mind they're thinking okay wow he's very thought out. Yeah. Right. He doesn't just want to build us a website. He wants to keep it intact. He wants to maintain it. He's thinking SEO for, you know, the next year or two. Right. Yeah. So, you know, so those are the type of tactics I'm using now, and and, and, they're, and people are buying into that. Right. Yeah, well, That's I dope. hope everyone's at home taking notes right now. You know, Javon dropping free game out here, you know. <laughs> Jay-Z better up. watch out. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I yeah, to continue on that, I just, yeah. Freelancers got it. You got to get creative, and I think the more creative I've been, yeah, um, just upfront, just like with the contracts and invoices, and even in the consultations, the better outcomes um, they've been, and the, the better the partnerships I'm yeah with the clients. So, yeah, what you just said, partnerships. I think that's what it um, most definitely boils down to yeah. is like not selling yourself as like a designer providing a service, but you're selling yourself as a partner to that business. Yeah, I I remember. Yeah, for a long time I was a one time deal. Like I would do their logo and then uh, blocked in number. <laughs> <laughs> it's like bye. <laughs> Hope your logo's still doing good. But then you know, I started following up and to uh, okay. the question of like, are you using tactics like digital marketing tactics? Like I now have an email database where I have all my former yeah. clients there, and um, I haven't had the um, the energy to send out a monthly or a regular like email blast. But yeah. um, just just being able to track all my clients and then follow up. Like if I see that they're like posting. Or maybe they're in, they're not posting. I can right. follow up and say, "Hey, do you yeah. need like social media or stuff? Like, what, yeah, you yeah, need yeah. Help? <laughs> developing <laughs> content or yeah. what, what, what's going on?" Because you're saying that, and I'm thinking about like the freelancers who we work with on, like from a photography uh, standpoint, okay. and we get those kind of updates. Like, we use a photographer once for a project, and then like Christmas comes along, you get something yeah. from them, and then a holiday pops up, you get like, or they do a whole new campaign of like, just want to share this with you. So, right. yeah, I was. Other, I know other people are doing it, again, from the photography side. I don't think I've ever seen it from the design side, but I think that would be a dope kind of add-on, yeah. Yeah, I, I know, uh, I don't know where I, I must have read this. It was probably just me scrolling on Instagram, so I'm not going to try to act like I read it off the book. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it said the easiest client to get is a returning client. Yeah. Um, it's much harder to get a new client to mm. to sign and yeah, uh, sure go with you, right? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I've, I've, I've taken that in, and I've realized, like, yeah, there's power in working with clients I've already worked with yeah, and, and, and seeing what else they need. If they're I, obviously already paid me, they've connected with me and they, um, at some capacity level. So, yeah, no, I said it earlier, the dream client thing. So do you have like a certain like company you would like to work for a certain artist or musician? Mm, I like or, that. Get back to it. I thought you could avoid yeah, that question. Yeah, I tried to slip <laughs> out of that one. You know, it would be really dope to work for like Nike. I mean, 
I, I like yeah I'm 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 a sneakerhead and I have yeah. a lot of shoes and um that that's it's a really dope brand so like in, in the sports space I would say yeah so like working in the NBA space yeah um Nike would be super dope um yeah like spots yeah. like that I I would really gravitate to that and I know they they're like culture culturally based like so yeah. they they are part of like pop culture and, and it, it'll be heavily viewed and seen yeah and um the clout from that would be yeah, the confidence. <laughs> yeah so the, my next part to that question yeah. is like um what would you envision yourself doing with a company like nike man because I, I think that's the no hard idea. question and you know i have some uh anxiety about that i forget what the word is it's like uh like I don't, I don't know if I'm that good, you know. Oh, like yeah, imposter syndrome, <laughs> imposter syndrome which yeah. was a great episode. I think topic you talked about. I got the imposter syndrome of like, I didn't, I'm not, uh, I didn't get a degree in design, yeah. so I'm like, I don't know if I'm that good. Yeah. But it, so it, that kind of limits my my thinking of like what oh, type of interaction. Yeah, yeah we'll, Travon's one popping. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because that's the real thing. Because I think yeah. sometimes when um you know you think about your dream client. That like it's for myself it's like something like Nike too somehow or Adidas or some type of really cool right. like uh, apparel brand, yep, yep. but then like thinking like what do you actually do there? Because I mean you know you can't just go in and make a new swoosh, you know you can't just <laughs> <laughs> go in there and just like you know type Steffi Churro or whatever to make You're it look right. dope. So like it's really dope to see other designers and like other creatives actually go in to yeah. do like I guess like collaboration projects with Nike right. and mm-hmm. maybe it's something mm-hmm. like that you know like a collaboration yeah. type yeah. of thing versus. Just taking, you know, the Nike brand guideline and yeah. doing some Nike campaign stuff. That's something to think about. And I, I, that's why I love this platform. Thanks for having me. And yeah, um, definitely. I know, yeah, like this is this is good for you guys to hear from me. But I, I think I'm going to walk away thinking about Nike now and thinking about uh, <laughs> yeah. like what, what does the dream client look like for, for somebody like me? And, and maybe what it, like what are the steps to get there? So I'm leaving with some some stuff. Yeah, I can too. connect you with some people too. That I I know I know Calvin. He got some connections with people yeah. that work with Nike as well. So um, yeah. yeah, I think that you know as you know young black creators, like we got to stay hungry out here and yeah. whatever our avenue of traveling is, whether that's product design, UX design, yeah. web design, graphic design, um, traditionally, Everything. I think you just gotta you know keep your head on the swivel and yeah. keep at yeah. it. Yeah. That's what it is. Build that network out. We all share our resources. Yeah. Else on that. I like that. And then, so I guess on a closing note, um, do you have like an ask or like, you know, what can we do as a underrepresented as well as like our audience do to support Javon Sellers and his uh, his movement? Yeah, I appreciate that. And I would I would just uh, like to share my website, which is um, my first and last name dot com. So www.travonsellers.com. Uh, if you share it in the link, um, that would be great. Uh, yeah, yeah v- visit my website, guys, and um, you know, check me out on Instagram. It's at Travon Sellers. Um, yeah, just show the support and I'll show it back. So appreciate that. Yeah, most definitely. Well, there's another episode in the books, y'all. We appreciate y'all for listening. As always, um, Calvin, myself, we got Abdi over here in the headphones giving us uh, the signals for the time is running out. So we appreciate you too, Abdi. Shout out to Alvin on the West Coast holding it down. And until next time, peace. peace.